Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw but real interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back. I hope everyone's having an amazing week. I'm here today for today's live interview with Alexander Siri. Good friend of mine, Alexander Siri, is here today. He's a best-selling author, property investor, and entrepreneur. He's founder of Shifts to Success. Um, Alexander has an amazing story, an incredibly inspiring story to share with us today. Um, he's driven by a belief that the heart of an entrepreneur can beat freely in anyone. And that's led him to specialize in a business training company to create a business training company that supports members of the police and NHS to build successful businesses. Alexander, welcome, mate. How are you? I am very well. Thank you for the kind introduction there. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm great. It's, uh, it's, it's been a nice day here in Dubai. We've managed to get out a little bit today to, to gradually explore. We have, we're getting braver and braver every day. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the UK will start to see, you know, some, some uh, slight changes to the lockdowns coming up. Fingers crossed. But, uh, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. So, um, so let's get into it. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> there is, there is. I can't wait. What I what I'd love to do to get to get stuck in, and, and guys watching this, and um, we've got a, a large community in Dubai watching this. Um, if you've got any questions at all, guys, feel free to send them in, and we'll just you know we'll just throw loads of difficult questions at Alexander throughout <laughs> the uh, throughout the interview. Throw me in the deep end. <laughs> Because <laughs> what, what are friends for if they don't put you on the spot, right? <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so I'd love to hear about your background. You know, who is Alexander Siri? Why are, why are you an entrepreneur? Why are you doing this in the first place? Sure. Yeah. So um, it probably started for me back when I was 10 years old. So um, I was trying to buy a lot of um, uncertainty as, as a young uh, boy. Uh, my dad left at 10 years old um, to never be seen again. Um, growing up with my mum and my brother, my relationship with my mother um, deteriorated as I grew older. Um, and by the age of 19, um, I was depressed. And by the age of 21, I was suicidal. So, you know, I was self-harming. I was, um, you know, I wasn't in a good place at all. I was going out with friends and getting in fights and um, just wasn't in a really um, inspiring way of living, to be honest. Um, and then it came to a head and when I was 21, I was kicked out of home. So I was uh, homeless. Um, and I embarrassingly at the time had to live with my girlfriend's uh, mum. And uh, whilst I was there, I then joined um, the police service um, because ever since the age of 17, I wanted to become a police officer. And when I uh, applied for the police service initially, I got rejected at 18 and then I got in again. Uh, at 22, first as a special constable and then as a detention officer. And whilst I was surrounded by the people who I thought I wanted to become, a police officer uh, or police officers, I I realized I didn't want that anymore. Um, I was surrounded by people who were miserable, who were depressed, who were anxious, who were financially not secure who had, were not seeing their family, who were living payslip to payslip and overall were unhappy. And for me, you know, I always say this, to know the road ahead is to ask those coming back. If I could see myself, if I was on this path, going to see myself 10 years down the road, end up in exactly the same place. And, you know, if we are going to use a cake as an analogy, right, I can't bake to save my life. But if we're going to bake right now and we add some ingredients such as not seeing your family, depression, anxiety, low pay, not being valued, injuries, shift work, unsocial hours, right? And you mix that in a bowl and you put it in the oven long enough, which is the length of service, nine times out of 10, you're going to get the same result. So I didn't want that for my life anymore. So at the age of 24, I started to realize, okay, well, what if 
I wanted to be a successful entrepreneur? What if I wanted to be going business and I wanted to live an empowered life? If, what if I wanted to be valued and have the money and have the freedom and have the joy? Because we all know it's, a, it's achievable, but how do people do it, right? So um, at 24, I started questioning um, the system, um, as, as it's so to speak. And I, at the time, was heavily reading into business books and uh, mindset books. And there's a common theme, Sebastian, in all these books that I read, right? And all these successful people I was reading about were, they had mentors, they had coaches, they had people who were leading the way, right? And it makes sense because we learn to read and write from parents and teachers. We learn to drive from driving instructors. We learn to, um, you know, be a police officer for, through drive through um, the the training school or, or being, you know, on duty with a with the actual um, officer. So why should business be any different? So long story short, I was then uh, I then invested in my own education. I spent eighteen thousand plus VAT uh, on uh, a mentor. Uh, with no previous business experience whatsoever. Um, when I signed that money away, true story, I got sick. I threw up. I, I vomited. Wow. Um, it was it, it was the most amount of money I've ever spent. That was my cash buffer because I was saving at the time to move out with my girlfriend in my own house. So we could, you know, living with your mother-in-law has its own challenges. So I was trying <laughs> to I was trying to save and and get away from that. And um, instead, I invested in my education went into business in the property industry. Um, long story short, with no credibility, financially broke, was able to build a multiple six-figure business, accumulated about 1.5 million pounds worth of assets, raised millions from investors, and I was financially um, independent. So I left the police then. Now, when I left the police though, um, I'll be honest, I, I got bored. Um, I got itchy feet. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm 26 now at the time thinking, what I'm going to do with my life. I, you know, the property business is all systemized. It's semi-passive. I don't really need to do much at all. It's, you know, I'm speaking around the UK, I'm featuring magazines. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I had a very tearful moment um, thinking about my life because, you know, I, I got to this end of this goal that I wanted so bad and climbed the ladder of success, but it was leaning on the wrong building, right? Mm -hmm. I realized, I thought I wanted, you know, this kind of life. Um, but what I noticed in that was actually, I enjoyed the journey of building yeah. towards the goal. It was never the goal. It was the actual enjoyment and the struggle and the challenge and the frustration and the sleepless nights and the, you know, worrying about building a business. And when I got to my goal, I realized it wasn't the goal. It was the actual journey. So from then I pivoted and started a video platform called Ultrapreneur. And uh, I traveled the UK uh, interviewing millionaire entrepreneurs and their mindset because I'm fascinated by success and entrepreneurship and business, um, interview some amazing people. And, uh, on my last interview with a guy, we both know Daniel Priestley. Um, I uh, was inspired by, by an idea that I started to think about the value that I was standing on. And I thought back to the police and a lot of people were asking me, how did I build a business? How did I do this in such a short amount of time? Um, and that's where the idea of my now business, which is my joy, um, shift to success came from. So from that, I wrote a best-selling book called Police Officer to Entrepreneur, which is a business book. It became a number one in three different categories and um, shift success started in 2018, the first event. And we've had hundreds of people at our events now. We've got hundred odd people on our um, cohorts now and, you know, changing their lives, that gives me so much joy. Um, and I really wish, I really thought about the enjoyment from the business perspective when starting my initial company. Um, mm. so, so that's, that's me. Um, that's where, you know, I've came from and, uh, and yeah, I'm enjoying the journey. Wow. So many, so many amazing things we could bring up and insights there, um, from your, from your story. And one of the things that really struck me was, you know, go, going from this place and going through so much struggle and so much pain, you know, it's, it's almost like it fuels you for your success. Do you, would, would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I think, you know, there's, there's an equation I like to use in life, which is E, which stands for event, plus R, which stands for response, equals O, which stands for outcome. 
Now we all have events in our life, depression, suicide, you know, it, uh, suicidal thoughts. It could be um, being bullied. It could be, um, you know, uh, splitting with a girlfriend. It could be anything, right? We have these negative events that happen in all of our lives because we're human and we're going to happen. It's going to happen. Coronavirus is one of them, right? Mm -hmm. How we respond to every single outcome, uh, sorry, every single event we have in life determines our outcome. And we have a choice to control um, the things we can control instead of focus on the things we can't control. So mm. for me back then, although I wasn't aware of that equation, it was going on in my head subconsciously. I was focused on what I could control, which was my actions. And at the time, instead of feeling like a victim, instead of feeling like my mother doesn't love me or, you know, um, you know, I was racially abused by my mother at times. And, you know, I, I, I didn't focus on that per se. I focused on how I could get out of that environment. And I put my head into books. I Googled how to become rich because I thought money would be the problem, uh, sorry, the savior to all my problems. And I read a book called Think and Grow Rich called by Napoleon Hill. And that changed my mindset and, you know, it really progressed from there. So mm. if anyone listening, I think for me, the pain was there. It fueled me for certain, but instead I can, I put my focus, what I couldn't, could control, which was, which is my actions, my behaviors. So you became very outcome driven driven, driven by the outcome. And then it, 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 you know, by finding mentors and, and coaches, that's when it really started to change for you, would you say? Absolutely. I, th I think even the first kind of mentors were the books that I were reading. So all yeah. this, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I can't afford a mentor. I can't do this or I can't do that. Grab a book. They are mm. successful people of years and years. You get to go in the minds of these people. And I was consuming that. And slowly but surely i started to think different i started to think about money different i started to think about achievement better you know i i came from school with no hardly no gcses i dropped out of college i've not got any degree or anything like that but these books give me faith in myself and belief and there's certain ingredients i think entrepreneurs have which we all can because i definitely wasn't an entrepreneur growing up you know i've had jobs and i never thought entrepreneurial but by developing my mindset, a switch was able to happen through the mentorship I got through the books. Amazing. Um, guys listening to this, guys and girls listening to this, um, I'm really curious if you can try and find things that relate to from what Alexander's saying to what Phil was saying yesterday uh, in the last, if you're, if you're listening to this in the podcast, the last podcast episode, if you can find the two things that, I, that I'm thinking of right now that relate, I'll be really impressed, guys, because... Um, I'm starting to see a bit of a pattern with some of the incredible stories of entrepreneurship. And um, when people are, when people are looking back and joining up the dots, you know, so I'll, I'll leave it for a bit and then I'll, then I'll bring it up. Um, but certainly there is, there is a very, very clear pattern, right? And as someone who, someone who trains people to become entrepreneurs, you know, you must have a very, very good insight into what it takes to become an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this is not to say that, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a debate where entrepreneurs are made or, or born, right? There's both. And I think entrepreneurs can be born. That's, that's fine. But to dismiss the idea that they can't be made, it, I think it's very, um, you know, naive because I wasn't born an entrepreneur. And I know my clients, they definitely weren't, you know, they've been officers and in, in the NHS for years. And now all of a sudden they're achieving massive business success by using certain skills. So I believe there's a few kind of attributes or skill sets that must be developed and the soft skill sets that we all can develop. This isn't about height or looks or, you know, how big you are or the money in your bank. It's not about that at all. It's about problem solving, leadership, assertiveness, communication, the ability to, you know, stand firm with your vision, the ability to learn and want to learn more insights, which we all have, as well as effort right? Simple effort and applying hard work is something we all have the ability to do. You know, we all have that. And when I knew that, when I read these books, I realized that I could shape my future to how I wanted it to by putting in those works and all of those skill sets. I'd love to break down, you know, the sort of biological makeup of an entrepreneur with you and then dive into each one of how, how someone can, uh, can develop that. I think that'd be quite cool to do. Sure. And one, one of the things that you brought up was, was this pretty much discipline and work ethic, right? Yeah. And a lot, a lot of people would say work ethic is something you can't teach. You can't mm. develop in someone. And I've got an opinion on this, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thought is on that. Sure. Yeah. So let me give you some insight before I went, I was, when I was living at home with 
my mother, I was one of those guys who was on the Xbox till six in the morning, ringing sick for work the next day because I was staying on the Xbox all day. I was lazy. I didn't work out in the gym. I used to go out and have drinks with my mates. I was the laziest person you could ever believe. I didn't want to work or anything like that. Okay. The minimal amount of work. So naturally I, I wasn't born like a hustler or anything like that. Okay. Even though it's required, I wasn't like that initially. But as soon as I knew I could control my destiny in my own hands instead of some external influence like a silver spoon or cash or, you know, luck, which is a big one, I realized then these hands, the, the hard work I was able to put into something is, is my future. So it was like a realization. Yeah, it was epiphany. It was like, wow, I never knew this because before, I think this is where a lot of um, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is skewed. When we look at successful people, we think, you know, they were living in America. They had tech gurus around them. They had they internet boom. You know, they had um, certain booms in life as well, such as yeah, the tech boom was one. Uh, baby boomers as well. There's loads of like opportunities that have happened throughout years, right? And we think, oh, that was right timing. That was just luck. They had these people. These had these resources. And what I'm trying to say is that my clients and myself and other people that you know, I like Jason Greystone. You know, started off from a council estate. And we've put hard work into certain situations that have ultimately changed our lives. So it was an epiphany. And I want the people listening to this, knowing that it's not external influence. The, the goal that you're looking for, the opportunity you're looking for is internal. It always has been. But society has shaped it to look as though that it is external. So it's almost, it's almost like this awareness you had was that you had more control than you realized. That, it, that, the, that your destiny was ultimately in your hands. And that was a bit of a wake up call. Yes, and that was exactly it. Right. Wow. Really, really interesting. So, um, so in, in I mean, you're one of the most disciplined guys I know. Every, every, every time I speak to you, it's like, I see on your Instagram, it's like 4 a.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. You're awake. Yeah. You've done your, you've done your gym sesh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you've completed the day already before everyone else is awake, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. There's a reason for that is, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm human. I love my sleep. I, you know, I, uh, have like some ch chill days at times as well. Um, but the reason I do those things is because it's uncomfortable to do, right? Mm. I know potential competition aren't doing the things I'm doing. I know potential people who are essentially, uh, want, you know, a lot of people talk about want to be a successful entrepreneur, but aren't willing to do what successful people do. Now people listen to this, because I wake up at half four doesn't mean if you're not doing that, you won't get success. It's just something I do because I like doing things that are hard to do because when I force myself to do things, when I don't feel like doing them in business, there's loads of opportunities that come up like that. And when those happen, the transition and decision-making process to do those things become a lot easier. There's no emotion that gets in the way. Like, mm. oh, I don't feel like doing this anymore because I've trained and my brain to think, you know what, I'm getting up early. It's in the freezing cold. I'm going for a jog. I'm going to lift some weights. You know, I'm going to, you know, push on and do something I don't really want to do. And that skill develops resilience. Totally. Totally. Uh, you, you know, JP, don't you? Yes. JP, he was on, he was, we had a great interview with JP. Um, and what you, what you said sounds so similar to that. So what we were discussing was how fear or even hard work, right? When you go through, you're forcing yourself to do something uncomfortable. It's because it's, you're, you're kind of looking at it more like a signal. If you're feeling something that's scared, that's scaring you, right? It's a signal to do that thing because you know, it's going to develop you, develop your character, develop your resilience. And all these things are going to grow you as a person, right? Is that how you see sort of uncomfortability or fear or challenges? Absolutely. It's, it's the intangible growth that a lot of people can't see, right? So when people go through it on a difficult time, they can't see the effect there and then. And that's why most people don't put themselves in uh, horrible situations, right? But as entrepreneurs, we need to think long-term, right? That's one of the skills I think people should develop as well. And yeah. these uncomfortable moments and these growth and the discipline of not wanting to do things, you do that long enough, you start to build this like um, this resilience, this mental fortitude Yeah, that's going to help you for years and years and years to come. And people don't like doing it initially just because they don't see the instant result then. But successful yeah. people know you do it long enough, you're going to see the benefit down the road. Totally. It's just a, such a different way of looking at everything around you, right? When you, when you start to, you know, look, look, at, look at fear or uncomfortability as a signal or something you should do. It's just like for a lot, for a lot of people, it, it just seems bizarre. Yeah. But, but ultimately, you know, this is the way we, 
we teach children the Warrior Academy, right? It, it gives you the opportunity to, to develop your character. And I think that's, that's one of the things that's, that's fundamental for an entrepreneur, right? The development of that character, the development of resilience. And, and right now we're all going through this, this mega challenge, which has the ability to make or break our character. And I think trans, transform us as well as our businesses, right? Absolutely. hundred percent. I think there's, there's opportunity in every challenge and it's how we respond to that challenge, the event that's going to determine our outcome in life. It always comes back to that equation for me. Coronavirus for me, you know, I think we spoke about this in a strange and unique way. It was, and this is not to like put disrespect out there, but it was, I got excited about the opportunity, about how things are going to change, how the world's going to adapt to this. Um, it, it, it changed something in me that made me think there is a positive out of this. I don't mm. know what it's going to be yet, but there is going to be positive. Um, uh, and now I do know what it is, but initially I didn't. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I think if more people look for that and almost shape your mind to look for the opportunity more than the negativity, you're going to have a better a lot of time to actually focus on your response to get the outcome you want. Yeah, totally. So it's so interesting. It's so many things you're saying, I, you know, we, we've, we've interviewed some incredible people on here and it's just, this pattern is emerging, right? So, I mean, I, I keep talking about this, but it's, it's that approach to, to, to pain, that, that approach to opportunity coming from something which has driven you. Like, I feel like so many entrepreneurs are driven by, by, by a fear or, or, you know, avoidance of something in the past, which they don't want to happen again. They don't want to live through that again, or they don't want their life to be like that. And ultimately that means they go on and create things to stop other people from experiencing that as well. And what you've done with your business is you you basically said, this is what I went through and I came out of it in a successful way. And I'm not going to help you specifically police officers. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you're literally, it's, it's like you're looking in a mirror and helping someone who was you, right? But doing yeah. it the right way, the quickest way, the smartest way, the healthiest yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. Like the cheapest way as well. Not going through the same mistakes I did. It's like, um, it's like A to B instead of, you know, a, a zigzag route. Yeah, unfocused, taking, I found that, you know, it's, it's with the self. I, I've, you know, people think about going into business and, you know, people spend years looking for a shortcut. Really think about that. Yeah. People, people will spend years looking <laughs> for a shortcut. You really think about passive income into Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It, it's crazy. You're, you, it, you're kind of looking for a shortcut, but you don't realize you're spending years in doing so. Yeah. Now, the real the real actual gold is actually getting out there and starting and, and making that path using the correct steps so for me with no experience no credibility credibility i was 24 years old i knew i needed mentorship i needed that guidance without that guidance we may not be having this conversation right now sebastian i think it's key um you know i know mentors have had a positive effect in my life and you know i know that i want to be those type of mentors uh that have been to me to my clients um, and I know that my mentors have mentors and their mentors have mentors and it, it just makes sense to learn the way quicker. And eventually it's actually going to give you a massive return on investment because you're not spending money on stupid things that you don't need to spend money on. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I think, I think entrepreneurs have this amazing ability to be resourceful, right? If you take, if you, if you take Richard Branson, mm. I don't know, maybe he's not a good example because he's not particularly popular right now, but let's just say you took, you took Richard Branson um, and, you, and you put him in a situation where he had, he had no money and he's next to someone who, you know, a, a, you know, someone who's, I don't know, employed or running a small business or whatever. And you put these two people next to each other. Who's, gonna, who's going to, you know, after, the, after a year, find the right connections, build the right partnerships, you know, have the right mindset to get through something and, and create something but after, after a year, right? And that's all down to, to resourcefulness. Yeah, I think as well with the resourcefulness, a lot of people um, look for the cash or the, the, the people around them first, but resourcefulness resources show up after you've made a commitment, okay? Mm -hmm. So I wrote about this in my book. Resourcefulness is the ultimate resource. And you've got to make a commitment towards your dreams, towards your goals, towards an, an ambition that you might have first before resources start showing up. A lot of yeah. people say, I haven't got the money. I haven't got the time, right? And they shut that opportunity down. Instead, change. Ask yourself, how can you find this money? How can you find the time? How can you do this? Mm. That will get your mind into problem-solving mode. 
that will start being resourceful and start showing up in your life more so. That's what I found. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a, a really good question here from Shivani, actually. Um, we all talk about entrepreneurs and how would you define one and how are they different from anyone who is a businessman or woman? Yeah, okay, great question. So um, I believe that entrepreneurs um, create the product, they own the IP, they build teams, they solve problems where uh, a business person, um, I believe, could be like a franchise owner. Uh, a business person could essentially be a multi-level marketer as well, who, who don't essentially own the product or um, own the IP. Um, also, you'll find that um, a lot of entrepreneurs are visionaries. They focus on the vision of where they want to be and they want to change the world. Whereas a business person may not want to do that and they maybe just focus on the next, you know, their own little world. Um, that's what I believe. I feel like um, entrepreneurs are more likely to change the course of um, the, the world we have around us in their own way. Um, so for us, for example, with police officers and nurses, you know, there's n this has never been done before and we're actually helping those people get out of the job, you know, to, to change their lives and the impact that they're going to make. So um, for me, it's all about, you know, they, they control the, the product development, the innovation, they, uh, they build teams more so they, they focus on the vision, the IP. Um, and yeah, they have more control as well. I would say, um, a lot of business owners such as franchise owners and LM markers just don't have that control. Yeah. Yeah. I'd completely agree with that. Um, this is a good one. Is age an important factor when it comes to starting over in business, creating a, a new company? What advice would you have to overcome difficulties in this? Great. So there's two ways of looking at this. There's a, there's a young age. So people starting feeling like they're too young and also, um, people who think, oh, I'm too old now. Right. Mm. So there's no, there's no, there's an age is, is literally just a number and what you tell yourself will become your reality. Right. So we've all heard of these stories of very young people, you know, starting entrepreneurs when they're sorry, entrepreneurship and business when they were very young, um, you know, YouTubers right now go on to build their personal brand and start to go into business. I started at 24. Um, and we know of people like Colonel Sanders, right? Who started at the age of 88, who was the founder of KFC and Walt Disney. I think he was in his sixties, right? Um, I think, you know, Antonio Ortega from the founder of Zara, he started very late as well. So there's no kind of do or don't when it comes to age, I would say, and my biggest regret probably in business is that Although I started at 24, I wish I started at 17, 16, but I didn't, right? If I started then, where would I be now? What impact would I have made right now? Um, with age as well, I would say that um, people like Richard Branson started very young at 16. He was selling a magazine at school. Um, you've got people such as, um, I believe, Steve Jobs started very young in his 20s as well. Um, so, so yeah, I would say like if you look at history of entrepreneurship, there's no defining period of your life where you mm. should start my advice start as soon as you possibly can because that experience that you're going to gain is going to be highly valuable highly valuable so the quicker yeah. you start the quicker experience you're going to gain the quicker adjustments you're going to make yeah totally and I, you know i think i think there are challenges out there for young people i remember when i when i was, I was about 20 when i first started and um, trying to start my business and um you know, you, you, you sort of stumble over difficult, it's difficult to, to pitch your idea when you're so young. Um, but I think, again, that goes back to building resilience. You, you, you become very good at, you know, learning how to pitch in difficult situations up against it, being the underdog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think assertiveness, again, another skill set that I think entrepreneurs should have is assertiveness. So staying firm, well, this is how, this is what I want my life to look like. Okay. I'm, I could be 17, but this is what, this is what I what my life to look like. And even when you have a company and you have employees and a team and you've got ideas coming left, right, and center, you've got investors trying to do business with you and you've got a vision for your company. You need to put a stake in the ground and say, look, I'm being, a, this is my, this is my vision and I need to remain firm with this. And that assertiveness, if you have that at a young age saying to mum, dad, siblings, or your guardians, whoever saying, look, I, I don't want this. I want my life to look like this. I'm living mm. life as me, not your life. Cause a lot of parents do that. They try and live you know, their life through their kids, I would say stand firm to that vision, right? Stand firm to it. And, you know, when you have um, a certain age where you can, you know, do things more because you're an adult, do it then if, if not under your house of your parents. Totally. Brilliant advice.
as Tim says, great advice, Alex. <laughs> Lots to think about. So true. Thanks for the answer. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant advice, guys. Um, Alex, vision is super important. Is there, are there any entrepreneurs or mentors or um, people who have influenced you that you feel have an incredible vision, which, which you know, inspires you? Mm, definitely. Um, my, my idol is, is Elon Musk. I, um, I, I think he is, he thinks so big and so wide and he's just yeah. outside of the normal realms of human thinking. <laughs> and, you know, it's quite easy to say, you know, is this guy on something? Um, you know, I, I think it, just his vision is just super inspiring. So for Elon Musk, that's definitely, I'd say Phil Knight with, uh, the founder of Nike, his vision and his journey and listen to his story was remarkable. Uh, and also at the minute with Tony, um, I think it's Tony Haish, the founder of Zappos or the co-founder of Zappos, um, his vision as well and his journey just inspire me. And, you know, those, those people who have shaped the way we do business, um, now, um, gives people like me hope, right? We all want hope yeah. and we want to achieve our own personal goals and make our own dent and just hearing the stories that they go through mm. knows that there's hope for you because, you know, whatever you're going through, I mean, they've been through 10 times worse. Yeah, totally. There's some incredible stories, you know, and, and yeah, someone like Elon Musk, it's just next level thinking, isn't it? He's not, he's not interested in, like, in some of the small talk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's not interested in Earth. He, he wants he's to go like, to Mars. You colonizing Mars or what? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> it's, just, it's just fascinating. And, and that's inspiring, right? That's, yeah. that's really, really inspiring. And that, that gives us all hope as, as, as people living on this planet, you know, how the world look like. And, um, yeah, those, those people really, you know, they're, they're my people. They're the people I want to be around if possible. Mm, brilliant. Yeah, completely. Um, the key skill sets of an entrepreneur, I know we wanted to kind of, we wanted to dig into the, the biology of an entrepreneur because you believe that entrepreneurs can be created. Um, and so, you know, as, as someone who believes that the key, the key skills we've got down are problem solving, resilience, leadership, communication, and team building. Was there something else? Yeah, there's, uh, there's assertiveness, the communication, leadership, um, there's problem solving, um, and also the ability to influence and, and, and sell, right? That's, that's, that's a, a huge one. And um, these are all skill sets that can be developed. I wasn't born with these skill sets, and especially at school, yeah. I wasn't born, I wasn't grown up like that at all. Um, mm. Things I've learned over time. So going through each one. I mean, if, you, if we could go through each one and put you on the spot a bit, and maybe if anyone's, if anyone's listening, we could see if Alexander can, uh, can teach us something in each one. That'd be quite cool. So pro problem solving, how would you, how would you encourage someone who's, who, who wants to become an entrepreneur that that's, that you're training to become an entrepreneur, um, to problem solve? Question everything. So when you're going out, when you're going out for drinks, restaurants, going to the beach, you know, having conversations with people on the phone, ask yourself this question. On everything, everything, everything you see, touch everything. How could this be better? How can I make this experience better? How could, that's if I was going to do this differently, how could it be better? Now that's one of my, I think, I don't know if this is a hindrance or a, or a good thing or not, but I've, I think sometimes I have a problem with looking mm. at things and thinking that could be better. That, that, yeah. that, that product could be better. That service could be better. The way they pick up the phone could be better. You know, um, it could be, you know, a certain tech, you know, that could be better. So I'm always looking at things, how can we better? And that essentially is problem solving, yeah. right? Um, that's a huge thing I would recommend everyone to do. Um, and also a great way is looking on reviews such as uh, Trustpilot, Amazon, and looking at three-star reviews, two-star reviews, and just looking at what people are saying about products and services that are already out in the market. Get your head thinking and going, right, if I was going to solve this problem, this three-star review, how would I do that? Problem solving, that's really a great way to get the cogs turning in developing new ideas. Amazing. Really, really, really interesting. I've, I've interviewed a lot of business owners and business mentors and, and met a lot of business mentors and, and people who take people on accelerators, that sort of stuff. But I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever interviewed someone who, who goes into this much detail on actually how to, how to become an entrepreneur in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> resilience. We've spoken yep. about that a little bit, but it, what would you say to someone who's, you want to become an entrepreneur and they want to become more resilient? Yep. Um, I will say this. We're all with resilience is something we have inside as a baby, right? We weren't born walking and doing breakdancing, right? We we actually we fell over, we crawled, we stood up, we fell over again, we crawled and we fell over again and all these things. And then eventually we walked and we took that first step. 
riding a bike. We was on stabilizers and then we get off stabilizers and we, we fell off the bike and we kept going and we develop this resilience as we grow older, right? It, all of a sudden we hit a certain age, whatever age that may be. And all of a sudden we start to get these fears of failure where we don't push forward as much as we should. But as kids and as babies, we don't even think about it. We don't even question it. We just go with it and we accomplish yeah. it anyway. So with resilience, it's something we actually have inside and remembering uh, that that we have been through these challenges through as we grow growing up. Now, for anyone who's got a story like myself, who, you know, depressed, suicidal, racially abusive mom, you know, even with business, I got so much rejection in my first business with, with certain customers. Um, all those all those experiences in life make you aware that you're still here today and you got through it. So knowing that anything can put forward to you if you've had those experiences in your own life, although they may not have been nice at the time, looking backwards for where you are right now, there is a positive out of that. You actually got through it. You built that resilience. You built that muscle. You built that tough skin, right? Which is going to help you in business because you're going to get a lot of you know, setbacks and, um, you know, uh, bumps in the road. So ultimately we are almost born from, well, we develop resilience from a very young age, but we forget we're resilient because we're kind of conditioned that's conditioned out of us. And, you know, we develop fear or anxiety or, you know, I think, really I think you start developing fears. Like, I don't know, it could be parents who do it to us where we say, no, don't do that. Or mm. they, know, um, they, they may say, um, there's one experience in fact, where, um, I was, in fact, I saw it. It was a, it was a young boy and, uh, he was on someone on stage. It was like a panto. Um, he said, I'm looking for a volunteer. And this boy went to go and volunteer. And I think his uncle or, or cousin or something says show off. And that subtle comment, right? Although it might've been a joke or something like that, that subtle comment may have stuck in that boy's brain. So every time he goes after doing something to accomplish something in life, that show off may flash up again. So when he goes to achieve something in business or go and ask that hot girl out for a date, right? That may and actually stop his achievement. So these, these kind of, these kind of things get knocked out of us as we grow older. And we've got to realize we weren't born. I mean, people aren't born breathing. People aren't born walking, you know, people, you know, get hit in the car crashes and we come through it. So, it does get knocked out of us through, I believe, parents and people who care for us, um, but they care for us too much, not realizing it's actually a lack in our achievement going on. Now, for me, yeah. luckily, I, you know, I was kicked out at 21. Looking back, it was lucky. Um, and I kind of got out of that environment. Wow. Yeah, completely. It's, it's almost like something happens along the way, which, which stops that resilience from, from being something that we feel we are. And, and completely right. I mean, you know, I, I work with a lot of children on bullying and, and often it's the ones who are overprotected or overcared for that get bullied, you know? Yeah. So yeah, very, very interesting. Um, leadership. Yes. So, um, leadership is something that you are going to have to develop to business. So leading a team. So business is a team sport. Um, and I find it very painful when I hear, solo entrepreneurs wearing all the many hats of marketing, operations, sales, um, admin. And it's very frustrating because they're bottlenecking themselves. They're, they're bottlenecking their growth. And to build a team, we need to make sure we have um, certain skill sets of uh, make sure we're growing and leading the way uh, when it comes to our overall mission and vision. Um, so leadership is something that has experience. There's loads of books that you can develop on leadership as well. Um, like Good to Great is a phenomenal one. Um, and I believe that leadership as well um, comes from humility. So humility is the ability to constantly learn. And, you know, I've made mistakes as a leader and I'll continue to make some mistakes as a leader. But knowing that you're on this constant development of learning of how to become a better leader and learning from leaders who have, you know, like Ray Dalio, I'm listening to his book at the minute and it's phenomenal in the way he leads his team and just picking up nuggets from that allows me to become a better leader with my team. So um, humility, just knowing and being okay with the fact I will develop into a better leader as time goes on, right? I think a lot of people try and get it mixed up between a boss and a leader. I think a boss will say, do that, do that. And a leader is more like, we're going to do this and I'm going to show you the way first. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I love that. 
I think like that what you said about humility is so true, right? And 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 ultimately that means dropping the ego so that you can give yourself space to learn, space to grow. You know, and I think that's inspiring for for people who who you're leading. You know, that, that they know you are open to learning and aren't just sort of closed off to that. Definitely not. I I think anyone as soon as you as soon as you think you know it all, I think you are on a losing slant. I think you get complacent, and I think. Unfortunately, a lot of business owners, they can get like that. They get a bit cocksure with the amount of money they're earning. And unfortunately, there's something going to happen around the corner as it fairly does in business. So you're going to get a left hook and you've got to make sure you are ready to take that. And that's why I think the more you learn, the more you're able to adjust, you react, take opportunity um, and community. You know, I always have mentors, right? I'm, I'm 29 now and I will never stop learning. When, you know, when I have achieved my most amazing visions and goals, I want mentors around me, right? Mm. That's, that's the, I want to, I'll never want to stop learning. I'd encourage anyone, no matter what level you're at to never stop ever. Yeah. Amazing advice. Um, communication is another skill we've got down here as an entrepreneur. How can you yeah. develop communication skills to become an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, Believe it or not, communication is about listening. Um, I think a lot of people think it's about you outputs, uh, you uh, sharing your vision, your mission and values and that kind of thing. But actually, um, communication is how you listen and respond to customers and your team and suppliers and you know things happen in the marketplace. And when you become receptive to, to what you're listening, then you become a better communicator by actually giving people what they want influencing it could be um sharing ideas um so for me you know it's never started with this it started with this because if i start with this i can develop this sharing mm. ideas visions recruit team members recruit talent you know get people on board with my mission um even like communicating with friends and family you know um you know getting them inspired about life and making them change and hearing their story and you know having empathy with them um so if I could say anything, start with here, your ears, rather than your mouth. That is real communication. Amazing. I love that. That's so true. Um, team building. Now this is, this is, you've touched on this a little bit, um, but team building, let's go for that one. I think cool. it's a massive key. Yeah. So again, um, entrepreneurship is a team sport and I wish people more knew about that. Now, when it comes to team building, um, I've hired and I've fired and uh, I have, uh, you know, I've got some stories around that where I've recruited people not on a value basis. Okay. So what I did initially with hiring was I looked for talents. Okay. People with, um, people with the skill sets that I needed. Okay. Um, but unfortunately if someone's got the wrong values or not the same, sorry, not the wrong, this, not the different values to me, then there's going to be friction. Okay. Um, now there's going to be friction. Now, unfortunately I've brought people into my company and unfortunately, very quickly got sussed out. Although they may have the skills, they're not a cultural fit. So right now, what I do is always high on values first and skill sets second. Okay, because if someone's, I'm not going to swear, if someone's an idiot, and you know that's going to be very hard to change their values. Whereas skill sets, as we know, can be developed. Now, when I hire, I always look for opposing skill sets. So um, if I'm weak in operations, I'm going to hire for operations. If I'm weak in sales, I'm going to hire for sales. If I'm weak in, um, it could be marketing, I'm going to hire for marketing. So I look for posing. So if you're an entrepreneur <clears throat> watching this and you haven't got a team and you are wearing many, many hats, mm -hmm. you're doing a lot of work yourself. Yeah. Um, Alexander, who's the first person you hire? For me personally, it was admin. Admin. It, it was admin. That like admin. Uh, it, it was, <laughs> I, I don't like admin. No, but, um, I wasn't good at it. Um, but also, um, there's certain tasks that I want to focus on that I've got to move my business forward. Now, one of the most common mistakes I hear entrepreneurs make is they haven't got the money to do the things they want to do in business, but they're spending mm. their time on admin tasks rather than revenue generating activities. Admin is not revenue generated activities. Marketing and sales are getting customers are Right. So outsourcing the admin, which you still need to do, unfortunately, because it is a bit, you know, you have to move things forward that way. Delegate that, which can be systemized. You record how you do it. So you give that to someone like a VA or an executive assistant. They can crack on so you can focus on revenue generating activities. Now, it goes more than just business, though. Right. So 
we are humans. We have to, we have to clean. We have to do the gardening. Sometimes we may have to walk the dogs and sometimes, well, I don't do them, right? I walk the dogs. I don't do the gardening. I don't do the cleaning because that doesn't inspire me. And that's not going to move the needle of my business forward or my vision. Okay. That's not to say I'm lazy. It just means that I don't want to do them because it's not going to move me forward. So team building as well is around your personal life. So outsourcing cleaning for 20 pound an hour, sorry, 20 pounds, you know, for over two hours, then I can focus on making 40, mm. you know, or plus in that hour or two hours that I'm saving. Because yeah. if I'm doing that stuff myself, it's actually costing me money more. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the most important thing is to be disciplined and actually book in that time as if you were doing it. I've seen a lot yep. of people try and outsource stuff and it's great. They outsource half their life, but they're not spending the extra time they've got, you know, trying to monetize that time and, 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 and develop their business, develop their skills or, up, or upskill. Um, and then what happens is they just become a bit miserable because they're not solving problems. They're just, they're just living this well, similar to what, to what you did with property, right? You became financially free, free through property. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you felt a bit miserable because you weren't, you weren't solving problems or building something or, yeah. you know, so, so having something to replace your time with, I mean, every, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people here have read for our work week by, um, by Tim Ferriss, mm. right? Great book. Um, but you know, I, I followed that to the, to a team when I was about 20, 24 and it's similar, similar to you, everything was completely outsourced. And then, then I just didn't have anything to to replace it with and just got a bit bored, right? Yeah. And you, yep. you, you realize it's so true what you said. You realize you you loved the struggle. You loved the building, the creation. And so, you know, by by planning something, I mean a lot of people for a lot of people it'd be great to outsource something, just to, just to be able to outsource something. But look a step further and make sure you are you are replacing it with something. Because if you if you don't, it's it's just, you know, it's an uninspiring way to spend your time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You've got an opportunity in outsourcing, like you said, upskilling is a huge thing, right? Do that at least. Yeah. Um, okay. At the bottom of this, we've got quite a tricky one, I think. Um, assertiveness. How can you develop assertiveness? Because often, yeah. often that comes down to personality a lot of the time, doesn't it? Yeah. This is about. So assertiveness is not being about this is my way and this is the only way. So assertiveness is actually being open-minded about the direction of your company, about the, the vi direction of the vision, the direction how you do things in business. But assertiveness also is making sure you're not being blindsided by um, shiny objects, right? So one of the many curses I find that a lot of entrepreneurs get is they've got opportunities coming left, right, and center. You're in deal flow, right? soon you start making money and people start hearing about you and you know you start getting opportunities from everywhere and you've got to stand firm to your vision and be assertive to the people around you saying actually no i'm going to say no right and if more people said no they can focus on the things that are going to take them towards the vision rather yeah. than saying yes to everything because it is shiny and because it is new which is only going to take them further away from their vision mm. so assertiveness for me is about extreme focus it's about being disciplined and, you know, staying firm to the vision that you set out on, on the journey you set out on. Um, now, of course, that's not to say um, no to every opportunity. Opportunity, you know, can help you. But really, you've got to be kind of ask the question, is this opportunity going to take me closer to my vision or not? If it's not, say no. If it is, go for it. That's for me is assertiveness. Uh, and that's always something I've done. Just the ability to say no, right? A lot of people yeah. say yes because they want to be kind. You've got to be selfish with your own goals. It's like the oxygen mask analogy on a plane, right? Oxygen mask come down. You sort yourself out first before you help your child. Mm. You're no good to no one if you are, you know, if you you haven't got your vision, you can't make an impact as much as you should. So that's my way of uh, assertiveness. I love that. A, lo a lot of a lot of um, the content of your course and your training and your methodology, um, it strikes me that it's 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 almost leaning towards self development, almost uh, almost more than or, or equal to to business development, right? Yeah, we've had um, some transformation. I mean, not only the results of business success the clients have had, but we've had clients who have come off antidepressants, right? People have been on antidepressants for years as depressed police officers. All of a sudden, we've changed their environment, they've changed the way they're thinking, and they've come off the medication, right? And they're leading better lives. They're happier people. They're healthier people. They're thinking about money differently. You know, they're not being swept with the status, status quo through their own colleagues. And I think business and entrepreneurship, you're going to go through a transition in your mind. So the name of the company shifts to success 
is talking about the shifts you're going to make from working shifts, working patterns to success, but also the shifts you're going to make as a person to success. Okay. And the shifts you've got to make. And it all starts here. It all starts with, you know, your mindset. I love that. Um, Alexander, you believe that the heart of an entrepreneur can beat freely in anyone. I'd, I'd love to hear from you, maybe just two examples of someone who's come to you who's always been employed. They, they spent, let's say, 40 years employed, full-time employment. They've never, they've never expressed an interest in being an entrepreneur. They've never shown that size ever in their life. So, that, so you could say they, they weren't an entrepreneur. And through your program, they've become an entrepreneur. Could you give me two examples like that? Sure, absolutely. So we've got a lovely, uh, a, a, one of my clients called Kelly Statham. Um, mother, wife, um, was a police officer for years and years and years. Um, and even before that, even before joining the police, she was in jobs and, you know, she'd never even had her own business before. Okay. Um, with Kelly, um, her story is amazing. She was, um, quite upset with the police force one way on the driving to work one day, she actually thought about driving herself into a bollard and killing herself. Um, the reason being is that she felt like a poor mother. She wasn't seeing her family anymore. She was, um, you know, she just wasn't happy with how her life was going. She thankfully didn't do that. Um, she actually went into business beforehand, right? And before she met us. So she left the police, went into business, but found business was freaking hard work, which it is. And she was making a 600 pound loss every single month. Okay. Kelly joined shifts to success. In her first year, Kelly achieved 136,000 in revenue. 18 months on, she's on 250,000 in revenue. She's got an office. She's got a team of three or five. Um, she's won awards. Wow. She is the happiest person she's ever been. She spends more time with her family more than ever. And now she's scaling. Leaving her full-time job and being in that, that position mentally as well. Y yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she, she left the police before she met us. Um, but yeah. she was, um, went into business, 600 pound okay. loss, yeah. then 136 and then scaled it to 250,000 plus. Incredible transformation. Wow. Yeah. Can you tell us one more? These are great. Give us yeah. one more. Yeah. So, uh, Lorna Reeves is, is, is a great, another example. So Lorna, um, came from a uh, university initially, uh, then went into the metropolitan police service, uh, working in CSI and um the um like the armory the guns and so forth um at the labs sorry and basically um lorna was suffering from very high stress okay so she was leading a team of about 100 in the metropolitan police she was um had stress eczema coming up her neck she was losing her hair she uh, weight fluctuated and unfortunately she was actually incontinent okay because due to the stress she was also dreaming of dead bodies as that's something what she used to do in the in the police service. Um, long story short, uh, Lorna had never been in business before. She came to us uh, on one of our first cohorts and um, within about five weeks with her business idea, no experience, she was making sales at five and a half grand in the wedding industry per pop. All right. So she was out, the, she resigned from the police service straight away. She then she, she, she reminds me a bit like you, to be honest, Sebastian. She's very, um, she's very ideas and always adapting and overcoming. And she, uh, she then started another business called My On My Events, which is a business events company, and she manages events. Um, and she's she was on about eighty five thousand pounds in revenue with that business. Okay, coronavirus hits, so it wipes out events. She then transitions online, and in a matter of you know weeks, she's on about thirty thousand in in revenue because she's moved everything online. She was she she actually heard about the coronavirus and France skiing. Uh, she was doing all stuff online. She was adapting, she was creating, she was working with the designers. She was getting things fixed. She was reaching out to her customers, shift a whole business model in a matter of weeks online, making revenue. She's making actually, you know, more money in a, in the time frame. If you compare it over time frame, more money doing this model. Wow. I love yeah. those stories. This, this, you know, this, this, this tragic pandemic that's going on is is producing some incredible stories of of entrepreneurship. Do you know what I mean? We've we've got this inspiring um, inspiring uh, pivot series going on right now from people who've been featured in entrepreneur.com. Be great to uh, to interview her as well, maybe. I think Definitely, cool. yes. Yeah, I highly um, recommend. But we've actually got you here, Alexander, and I know you uh, <laughs> you've got an amazing story about how you've uh, pivoted online. So could you share that? Tell it. Tell us. Tell us. 
your business before just the you know the months leading up so let's say february february 2020 leading up to um to the lockdown and then obviously bang lockdown hit how did you pivot what happened yeah so thankfully um thankfully we had online systems already so we had an online portal we had um our webinars already online um, so like 95 percent of our business were already online okay um, so that was a good thing. And what we did was decide just to pause one of our events and make sure our sales team was still pushing forward and rolling police officers onto our accelerators. Okay. Um, however, out of this, we have been making some changes, shifts, to, shifts to success 2.0. And me and the team have been getting together this, this week and last week, and we're actually changing a few things. We've had Australian cops reach out to us. We've had German cops reach out to us. We've had um, American cops reach out to us who, uh, due to the book, my book, that's cause it's on Amazon. And, um, we're thinking of ways, how can we reach these people? Now it's obvious it has to be online, which we already are, mm. but we actually need to start thinking about the accountability, right? Cause people, I believe need accountability to, to get the things done they should be doing in business. Um, and also how do we still give that human element when we can't be with them in physical presence? Um, thinking this way has allowed us to, and we've, we've ran the numbers, we've ran the impact we can make has allowed us to think much bigger on a global scale rather than focusing on events. And what I found out of this whole pandemic is that events, in-person events, we're actually bottling the business. Now the business is doing all well, very well, but we've noticed the actual, cause we run one day events called success quick start days, right? We do them four times a year. We was increasing to six this year, but people have got to wait to those events before they enroll with us. And I was like, well, why do they, we don't need to do that anymore. We can't do that now. So let's see how that's give it a go without it. And all of a sudden it started working. So it's kind of made us think of all these bottlenecks in the business wow. and the bottleneck was live events. It was me. It was me being in person with these people where what we could do is have people in Scotland, Germany, America come to us and still get that mentorship by being online with the team we have. But of course, um, that's, you've always done it, right? In you know, live events. So you you kind of assume that's the way this business was run. Exactly. It forces you not to do it that way. And now it's just showing you a more profitable way of running your own business. I love exactly. that. Exactly. Not only that, you know, profit, profitability, because events have been wiped off, the venues, workbooks, they're changed, they can be online. Um, so the numbers are looking great, but the impact as well. So we can, we don't have to have limit ourselves to 30 or 40 cops on a cohort. Instead, yeah. we can have hundreds. There's no cap. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no cap because we don't need to be in present. There's no capacity of rooms because we're all online now. So it's made us think about like in hindsight, we think, damn, why didn't we do this from the beginning? But yeah. coronavirus has made us think different and the opportunities presented to us really just by a little few tweaks. So it's been fascinating for us, the team, I, you know, I've got butterflies. I, I'll be honest with you. I've not slept in about two days because I've been, uh, wired think I didn't, an idea popped in my mind about 10 PM last night. And you know, you know, it's like, I didn't sleep to about 2 AM yeah, right. writing notes down and like, problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the problems come out of the new change that you're making you're trying to go right. How to fix that, how to fix that, you know, and, and then more problems come out of that, but eventually yeah. you start fixing things together. And I can't wait to announce it. I can't wait to deliver it. And it's going to be this year. Um, and we've tested it a few times. I've been online with our current cohorts and it's mm. worked amazing. It's worked terrific. So we know the model works. It's just about scaling this out. Wow. I love that. What I'm, what I'm having the courage to, you know, to change a whole business model in the moment as well, mid crisis, absolutely yeah. inspiring. Um, Alex, that was amazing, mate. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Some amazing insights there. You know, I, I love the way we dissected exactly what an entrepreneur actually is and then found ways we, you can teach that. So I'm, I'm fully on board with, with, uh, you know, the fact that an entrepreneur can be created. Yeah. I think, I think you're completely right there. You know, I appreciate it. I think you know, when it comes to business as well, I think that there's a certain steps, anyone listening, right? There's something that we teach our clients, which are six steps. It's ideas planning, branding, implementation, which is marketing products and sales. That's the structure that we teach our clients. If anyone listening, thinking about going into business, start with the ideas first. And that's not so much just about the top level idea, 
because a lot mm. of people have an idea for a business, but they haven't got the business for the idea. So what I mean by that is that you must start with the customer's problems, never the products, always the customer's problems. Once you know that through looking at reviews online, looking at how things can be better, listening to what people say. If you hear people say, oh, I just want that, those three words, the magic words, things yeah. like that are problems where you can start piecing together an idea. Okay. So idea, problems, the business model, then you go into planning, the financials and the branding. And that's the structure we take our clients from. That's the structure I've built both companies. Amazing. Brilliant. Um, there's going to be a lot of people watching this, a lot of entrepreneurs watching this who are either, you know, on the podcast, they're starting up. And a lot of them could be startups in the uh, Facebook group, the FTNX Academy Facebook group. Um, it's, it's business owners, mostly in Dubai. However, with the, with the change in circumstance, there's going to be a lot of people who are pivoting and creating new businesses. Um, guys, I've read Alexander's book and it's awesome. And there's so many, you know, decent points in there that which will help you if you are launching a business. There's some really, really valuable insights in there. I believe it's now an audio book as well, isn't it? It's an audio book. Yeah, uh, that's right. Um, Police Officer to Entrepreneur. Uh, I write my second book at the minute. So that'll be out this year. Um, and, and yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's resources online. Just Google my name. Amazing. Google me. What an ending. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> that's how Alexander rolls. <laughs> Came out the wrong way. Sorry. <laughs> Guys, amazing. Alexander, thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me, mate. Appreciate it. Take care, everyone, and stay safe. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews, then head over to f10x.com to apply to be a part of our online community.